Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Redmen TV. It's Monday. Obviously, we've been doing the final word on a Monday, but with no game. Well, there was games, apparently. International football. What? Yeah, no. I had to go on five live and do like, and here's the agenda. And I was like, ah, yeah. Harry Kane. I had no idea. Um, so we're going to talk about the season so far anyway. As you can see, uh, Tom Dutton's with me all, already. Uh, we've got we've got Ross and we've got Dan with us as well for this one. Uh, we're going to kind of go uh, relatively chronologically with this, but we'll, we'll see where the conversation sort of takes us because I think there's plenty of discussion points that have been discussion points so far in this period of the season and um, and maybe gone away and some that r- remain discussion points and we'll, we'll, we'll try and get through as many as possible. But... Let's kind of rewind, and it feels like an absolute age ago already, Tom. I've certainly aged, and, and, and two penalty shootouts have had a contributing hand in that. Um, we came into this season all those many years ago yeah. um, with a real feeling of kind of like underlying discontent, and some of it comes out of the transfer window. A lot of it was to do with Liverpool's performances in pre-season and what have you. Um, the last preseason game, we, we got a really good result against Lee, and I yep. think that largely boosted spirits. But it seems mad now to think back. I, it, it's like it was a different time. It was weird. I think we didn't click. Nothing clicked in the attacking aspect, and so everyone was like, "Ah, oh, this free-flowing football that won us the Champions League last season." And you're looking at it, and you're going, "Why is nothing pieces? Why are the pieces not fitting together?" And Genie's playing on the left, but that was the whole point: is we didn't have our best players on the pitch because they were playing in international tournaments. We had the lads who's now playing for Rangers and the lad who's now playing for Bournemouth playing up from exactly. for, for most of them games. And and you, like I said before, Genie and, and 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 Ox were getting tested on the wings to see how they kind of played. Brewster was trying to trying to come in but he was very much learning the system for Jürgen Klopp and it was it was really interesting because uh, me, me and Ross went, went to went to that Lyon game and just the change in how we the mentality of all the players from the back to the front as soon as Bobby and Salah came on because they knew a ball goes to their feet they're going to do something they, there was just an era of confidence and then we built on that throughout the season because yeah. we knew that these are the world class players that were always going to make the difference that was it wasn't it Ross I mean that, that game particularly we had like a 30-minute cameo of the, of the closest to the full-strength team we'd seen all pre-season. And it did the business. Everyone went, there, that. The people who were worried went, all right, yeah. And the people who weren't worried were just, just pointing at it and, and trying to attract the attention of the people who had been you know, discontent up to that point. I, I was on both sides of the fence, to be honest with you. I kind of How was that? I, <laughs> I was on the fence. Okay. Both sides there of the argument. Because it was the fear, wasn't it, of, yeah. of watching those pre-season games and having just won the Champions League getting so close to a title watching other teams around you, as you said, the transfer market improve, and you're thinking, this is the drop-off that we've got taking us into the new season. People are so desperate, you know, including myself, for, for a Premier League title, of going, we need to improve. And, like, you know, 
God forbid if, if one of the front three is injured or maybe all three of them, we're relying on these people and these are the performances that they're showing us. Okay, it's pre-season, you, you can chuck that argument in. But then there's the other argument was like, well, you don't need to go in the transfer market. You know, it's not FIFA, it's blah, blah, blah. You know, Klopp's proven he can bed this team together and, you know, that synergy he's got with those players, that can carry into the team. I just think, I don't think people are used to that that method of just stick together and, and, and improve together and yeah. we, we, can, we, can grow, we can grow together. We're not used, Dan, to being really good at footy. And we're not used to how we don't, we don't really know how to conduct ourselves in this. Like you know, it's very much in those like it's like a go and speak, go and sit and have a pint with your granddad and ask him what it was like when we were when we were brilliant, or, or your, your dad as a reminder of how we how you meant to go about it. Because Ross mentioned it, it was the consistent um, word that came up all through last season. That word was fear. And it was all of us, and it all, it's anxiety, it's these things that exist in the back of our head. The demons of growing up watching Liverpool fall short for 15 years. Oh, yeah, definitely. And now all of a sudden, you're dead good, and you're not sure how to, how to handle that, as though if you believe in it, it'll somehow disappear on you or whatever. No, I think it's because we've been, in a way, burned, burned before with that. Mm. I mean, we had, oh, eight, sorry, 07, 08, 13, 14... And that's always in the back. That was in the back of my mind anyway. Yeah. Going, we're, we're just going to do it again. My anxiety was all the way up, and I was panicking, and I was just like, "Oh God, we're a laughing stock again. We've been, <laughs> we've done so well, and now it's all gone to shit." And it's like, "Hang on, it, it, it's just pre-season." <laughs> yeah, simmer down, son. Absolutely. To be well, fair, it, though, you do have four cans of Red Bull a day. So <laughs> that's anxiety in a can, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like five more away from that episode of Futurama when Fry drinks all the coffee and, yeah. and basically turns into the Flash. Um, the Community Shield, Tom. It, it's it's funny because it, it ended up being the perfect bridge between pre-season and season because the first half we were a bit crap mm -hmm. and all again it just, you're going oh my god is this what it's going to be like is this now the level between us and Man City yada 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 and then second half we came out and absolutely battered them yeah. and that became that ended up being what what we hoped it would be that that ended up being the staging area for what we've seen so far this season yeah definitely and and look that's the toughest game. To yeah. start with, that is the toughest game, and I really enjoyed the fact that we went in there, played them, and you you you, you show you show everyone. Then you, that's that's your testing ground. You go, no, there you go, and we came through with flying colours again, with test after test after test that Jurgen Klopp's had in front of him and his teams had in front of him, and it's one of them. I, I, I'm kind of happy, like I say, that it was the toughest game because yeah. you're going in there and you can see exactly. You don't want. You don't want to go into the season and go, oh, we're only playing these these little teams, and you're battling them, and you're thinking, oh, Billy, big bollocks, we're going to batten everyone. Then you come up against the team, and you go, oh, okay. But instead, we 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 played against City, came through it, and you're right. Second half, we were, we were brilliant and controlled the ball against the team of Man City's quality, and I think that gives you so much confidence. It gave me a lot of confidence, even though we lost going into the Chelsea game, into the Super Cup, because I was like, if we can do that against City, yeah. we can do that against anyone. It's that thing for me. I, I always say this, Ross, in, in games you need your team to show you something. And that second half showed me everything I needed to know about where that Liverpool side was. And you know, there was still, still plenty to go. We've had a couple of little, you know, obviously we've had the Allison injury since then, etc., etc. But you you need something to hang your hat on, I think. You just need to see see your team show some endeavour and really and really go for it. And once you've kind of you shouldn't need this, but you but you do. It's just I think it's just a human reaction. 
So that second half performance, when we went for it, and we really went for it, we, we decided to go and start swinging for Man City. And I think if we'd done that at any other point, we've, we've, we've constructed good wins against Man City, but we've always constructed them from an underdog's position. I think that was the first time we've gone to them and gone, <laughs> no, 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 we're as good as you, and actually we think we're better than you. And look, the, 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 the history books will show that Man City walked away with the, with the Community Shield after after the penalty shootout and that. But I don't think anyone walked out of the ground that day. I don't think anyone, well, maybe people watching at home or whatever, might have felt differently. But no, I, I felt I felt really optimistic in a game that we ultimately lost. Yeah, I think it relieved us. Well, I felt afterwards as well. But I think you have different stages of reflection. So initially, like, I'm relieved, okay, we got through that. Glimpses of, of good, good football as well. But then, like, later on, you're thinking, but we were resilient in the first half. We didn't get battered three four nil. We stuck mm. up to that. Heads never Crazy dropped. Chances like yeah, Salah yeah. could have yeah. had a could have had a bag but, full. But heads yeah. never dropped. And you know, past times before, heads heads would go. We'd make mistakes and we, we didn't do that half time. And again, later on, you're flattened thinking actually, Klopp's changed something there at half time and the players are listening to him. And that's been a theme throughout the season so far. Of, you know, mixing things up in the middle of the park and you know, taking teams to task in, in the second half and taking it up a gear. But I think it's different this season because we had the heartbreak of Kiev. Going into a season, that plays in the back of your mind. Every time, like, I'm not even we're not playing great. Just like halfway through a game, everyone's chanting with the champions, champions of Europe. Yeah. You're a player and going, yeah, we are fucking champions of Europe. I'm, you know, we are better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, we, we're starting to create that fear factor. And obviously, we go into the season. We have the the, the Norwich game first and foremost, which is kind of one of the cancer. But we'll, we'll we'll kind of group the Premier League stuff together. I want to talk about the Super Cup first, Dan. Um, we were probably worse <laughs> in that game than we yeah. were against Man City. But ultimately, you know, thanks to Tammy Abram and and, and Adrian, um, come out with the first part of the season. But that was, I'm exhausted. It's September and I feel like I've done a full season already. And it's because of that, because the, the levels of exertion we put ourselves through in that in that first week and a bit of the season was just superhuman. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a, it came thick and fast, especially with, more trophies, potential trophies on the go. And I, f- I felt the Super Cup was... It, I wasn't really that bothered if we won the Super Cup or not. I just... I, I was just another trophy. But on the build-up, you realise it's got a knock-on effect to the squad mentality. We pick up another trophy. That's going to make them feel even better. And it's going to start off the season really well, despite the uh, chari- charity shield whatever, yeah, Whatever we want to call it. Yeah. But, uh, but that for me, the, the, that game informed the Super Cup for me. Like yeah, I, we had to win that. Yeah. We had to go and win the Super yeah. Cup because yeah, you can write off the community. I, I, I can I can laugh it off because let's be honest, we didn't we, we shouldn't have even been in it. We won neither the league nor the FA Cup, yeah. so we had no right to qualify for it. We were there by default, so I can I can let that go. But to then lose the Super Cup when you're the the reigning European Cup holders yeah. against the reigning Europa League holders, that's a, that's an issue. That's the thing, and now you can say like we are the champions. Like you, you the, there would have been an argument then Undisputed. to go exactly, and then and then obviously we want to do it in, in December with whatever cup that is. I can't even remember. There's so many, and that's the greatest part of it. But it's it, it is funny. Like we, we we got battered in the midfield. Can't say battered us that mm-hmm. day as well. It was really interesting to watch the. We weren't miles off them that day, I don't think, but it was just the fact that we were getting played through so easy and that Giroud goal was really easy, to be honest. I know we're going to speak about the, the defence later, but that, that that was a tiny bit of a worry. But then also, I really enjoyed the resilience. I enjoyed the fact that we got through and I really enjoyed the fact that we won a penalty shootout for the first time and uh, that, well, in to win a trophy. It, it genuinely... 
allayed a lot of fears in mm -hmm. terms of who takes them. I remember saying, I don't like Salah taking pens. And his stats talk. Well, his stats talk. I don't think he's missed one for us when he's taken one. But there was just. Well, a, I think he's missed one, hasn't he? But kind of, I'm not sure, but I, it was. It, it's it's a ladle on that. I know now. If we go into a penalty shootout, I'm not shitting it. Yeah. Every time we went to a penalty shootout, I was thinking we'd lost. As soon as we got <coughs> one against City, we'd lost in my head. And now there's a there's a there's a that grain of doubt's gone, and I'm fully confident in this team. It's another example of a game, <coughs> Ross. Bless you, Simon. Where um, we. We talked, I talked about this with Dave Maddock uh, on the newsroom the other week. Liverpool are so good at analysing things. Liverpool are very good at keeping themselves in football matches off their own back. But then when it's when you come in at half time and Klopp's got the analysis and he's got the time to, to, to make changes, we come out a much better team. And obviously Bobby Firmino comes into the game. Um, um, we were absolutely unplayable for that spell in the start of the second half. And that's that's... I know obviously the game then kind of it, it has more ups and downs. It's more roller coaster than that. But another example there where when we had to show our class, we you know we showed that class. Yeah, I think we've got the quality in the side now. But it's not that analysis does help, but the players are doing it themselves yeah. now as well. I think we, was it Brighton away last season? Might yeah. have been one of the games where you know they were taking short free short corners and it worked out into a goal. And that's kind of the, the mentality and level that we're at now of having you know the Champions of Europe and quality players under your belt, but they're also concentrating on, on their game and what the opposition are doing to, you know, benefit us as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I um I was it's mad, isn't it? That 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 was just so senselessly stressful that game. But and this is it is which why the season's one like any other I've not unlike any other I should say that I've I've experienced really Dan is that thing of <laughs> you meant to ramp up towards this. And I think this is another example where we it's our own stuff. We we superimpose our own insecurities onto the players in the in the squad and what have you. Because I'm not ready for it. Like I I don't feel ready. I, and I didn't play 120 minutes here and there. And I've not I've not run myself ragged playing football matches and being at the, in peak physical fitness. Shock by the way to anyone <laughs> who's seen me. Um, but like psychologically, it, you're meant to like gear up towards this level of stress. You're meant to have that at the end of the season. The Champions League fine. I'm all in on being stressed in Champions League semi-finals and finals and last games of the season, but to be to have that level of stress in two of the first three games of the season was a thing. But it, again, it feeds into this notion once again. This is a team of elite performers who are just gagging to be on that kind of stage and prove themselves. Yeah, and I think as fans, we're all with them. We 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 want to we want to claim the top spot again and again and again. But it's just like you say, it's that fear of. Failure, like we've we've had enough of it, and it's the last thing you want to go back to is just going back to being the nearly guys, and we're we're all hungry for it, and it's great that the players are showing it. Look as at well. the celebrations, and you can see how much it means because you, you you're dead right, and I think the way in which we won that game made it better. It it added value to it because look, let's say Liverpool had won the the, the Community Shield on pens, and let's say we and then we'd just gone and beaten Chelsea. It's going to be Chelsea two 0 I think I don't think Jordan Henderson does the trophy lift, you know, the Jordan Henderson yeah. world class trophy lift. I think it's a hey kind of situation. Everyone gets on with the night, but it ends up being a massive celebration. We actually give it the respect that the competition's probably, you know, you know, some people have tried not to. You said yourself, you're not, you're not asked. Yeah. But I bet by the time we we won it, you were dancing around your living room. Oh yeah, I was happy as laddie, mate. I was yeah. just, I was going for it, especially when the little, the yeah. little danced. The little leg shake, I was, I was loving it. It was like, yeah, this is, this is how you should celebrate lifting a trophy. It doesn't matter what trophy it is. 
if you win it, then you celebrate it. Yeah, support Pacer Trophy. Do the same for that. Uh, oh, I bet they did. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. But it was, it was. When we look, to be fair, we split the Western Union Trophy, yeah. um, <laughs> so there wasn't a major need to, to go mad on, on that one. It Joe Benson kept it, kept it in reserve. It was when we watched City celebrating that Community Shield, and they did it on pens as well. And you and Klopp made the players watch watch yeah. the City players, and they would have gone, all right, yeah, and you're right, it did impact. The amount of effort I think we put into the Super Cup, of course you want to win every cup and it's amazing the fact that we've got the opportunity. We've, we've had the opportunity to win two trophies after not having the opportunity for a while. I've been in finals and But stuff, we've had excuses. Exactly. We had excuses in both of those games yeah. to go, oh well, not our day today. Typical Liverpool. Yeah. Typical bloody Liverpool. We'll just write this off and, we, and no, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try and win the next game, lads. Yeah. These lads go, no, no, no. Typical, we're, re- we're redefining what typical Liverpool is. They yeah. say fuck you to those situations. Yeah. And if they lose it, they use that as fire to, to fuel the next win. Yeah, and, and it's it's amazing the progression that we've seen under Jürgen Klopp. And I know we're only talking about this season and, and so far, but if you look at all the points along the way, and it's all been vindicated by a Champions League win. It has been. If yeah. we don't win that, it, all the tabloids are talking about, oh, Salah wants to leave, Mane wants to leave, there's discontent when there's not. And I think that's vindicated it all, but it just shows now the progression of not just the, the, the playing style on the pitch and, and the quality we've got, but the mentality of all these players. I'm never worried ever when we've played bad in the first half yeah. because I know for a fact we're going to bounce back. There's the talking points that will have been spoken about, that will have been analysed all the way through the first half and it's getting told to these players who are good enough and uh, the, the top, top class players, they're good enough to, to enact that on the pitch every time. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a difference in the Super Cup as well. Like you talk about all those players that have won the Champions League and stuff, but Adrian have been there less than a week. Yeah. <laughs> And he played half a game at Norwich and coming in, thinking he's expected to be at that level already and have that mentality. Yeah. I think that's what makes it even more special about the celebrating. We've done it without a world-class goalkeeper. Yeah, and that, that's the thing about the, the the importance ultimately of winning it because you, you just don't want to pop the air out the balloon, you know, too soon. It allows us to carry on. I mean, look, Liverpool still would have been the players still would have been as good as they are, but you do have to. There's a there's a there's an there's an air of invincibility that's growing around Liverpool. There's a, there's just a, a confidence. There's a broad chestedness that's that's developing. That it and it should be. It's it's starting to happen in the stands as well. I've I've, I've led lots of people talking about Liverpool's performances so so far and how. We're just taking it all in our taking it all in our stride. So much easier. There's far less grousing on the on the cop and all that kind of thing because it's hard to you right the vindications. It's right. It's hard to be. You're all of a sudden you're the, you're a knobhead for for, for going X Y and Z. It's like lads, shut up. Champions of Europe six times. Just have a little bit of a sing. And be like, all right, yeah, yeah, no problem. But and that's the Super Cup stuff. The goalkeeper thing could have been a massive issue. Yeah. So Adrian, if Adrian comes in and he gives away the penalty. I, I, and then, I mean, regardless of whether we wanted to they dive into it, it was actually a penalty or not. It was. It was given. You know, he, he could have been the he, he's He's set up to be the villain of the piece. He's set up to be this other another bloody dodgy goalkeeper that we brought in on a free. Oh, my God, what are we going to do without Alisson? We've lost the Super Cup because we've lost Alisson. Oh, have a go at Liverpool. Give them, yeah. load, give, give them loads of shit. Chelsea are crap. They're only, they're only the Europa League. Oh, well, it proves that Liverpool weren't really good enough to win the Champions League because if the Europa League champions can beat them, yada, yada, yada. Whereas all of a sudden, there's none of those doubts. And and all the potential doubts are starting to be sort of shied away. Let, let's pick up on the Adrian stuff, um, Dan, because he's right. You know, we lose Alisson in the Norwich game and... <laughs> The old fears once again. It's it, you're looking at this season. You're looking at a season where Liverpool probably need to be perfect. This world class goalkeeper that we've got, 
And all of a sudden, there's a, you're facing two or three months out on the sidelines. There's no Mark lad we've brought in. Not even good enough to play for West Ham anymore. But look, he has the mistake against Southampton. It's an absolute shocker of a mistake. Oh, yeah. But he won us the Super Cup. And, he, and I think, by and large, you know, a couple of moments here, here and there, I think we're able to excuse them, as Ross kind of, kind of intimates, because... Well, he's not he's not been there long, and he's done he's done good things in that time as well. Yeah, especially with uh, with keepers, the the spotlight's always a bit harsher on them because they're the last line of defence. But they're always going to make mistakes. And I think uh, Ross said, I think you said it a while back that he had no baggage really coming into it. Whereas yeah. Mignolet and Carius have an absolute shit on a baggage. They're nothing but baggage. Let's yeah, be honest, particularly yeah. Carius. And it, it and that's that's the thing about it. The baggage thing's really interesting, isn't it, Ross? Because if if we had if we just kept Mignolet and Mignolet had made those mistakes, it's just it's just he's a known entity. You know what it do, you know what he does to the side. It's it, it's a mentality shift, isn't yeah. it? Because it, it changes as good as the rest and the goalkeeper sense. If, if they came on, all those people we talked about before, you just going in the stands going, "Fuck, here we go again. Something's going to happen." You don't trust them. That resonates to the players as well because I bet they think the same thing. Yeah. Regardless of what anyone says at Champions League final in Kiev, but people are fuming with Carriers. Yeah. So I, I would have been. Yeah. I'm sure they should be. So I think, I think Adjun's got enough personality. I think he's a big enough character. Yeah. That I think he's actually, and it's hard to tell. Look, he might he might prove to be a massive bell and not you know enough fitting in the, in the dressing room. Maybe a year from now, if this happens, cool. you might be in a Mignolet style situation. But a combination of freshness plus the fact that he's clearly has this, you know, he has a, he has charisma, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think charisma actually covers up for a lot of those yeah. kind of mistakes. And the, the players talk to him well as well. When we won the Super Cup, sorry, to let him take it to bed with him. That's like a really nice touch for me. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Or just saying you've been here less than a week, you, you, you practically won us this. Yeah. Take with you, you're part of us now. I think for you know, team building confidence, I think that's huge. Like, he made the mistake at Southampton. But I think the thing with like, Alison is you, in your mind, think you won't do it again. And you're thinking, um, well, hopefully, touch wood. Adrian's made that mistake now. Don't fuck around with the ball. And don't don't win. Danny Ings is running towards you. Yeah. Fucking get rid but of he's it. Do, he's done enough in that short spell of time. Tom, the, the, the thing with Alisson is, people go, well, Alisson made mistakes. Alisson's the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. So if Alisson makes mistakes, you've got no choice but to shrug them off because there is no one better for that job. So you have to accept that mistakes happen. And Adrian has actually just done, an, done just enough in that short spell of time that we can go... Well, we know he's not our first choice goalkeeper. We've not seen enough of him to know this. Is, he's going to be shit. Yeah. So we've got there's enough there, and again, he's got enough of personality that we're I think we're able to swallow it and, yeah. and just just accept him for what he is. It's it's you've got to temper it with the way we play out of the back is hard to play. Not many teams do that. Yeah. A lot of teams will just hit it long to a big man and challenge for it in the but midfield. Did anyone see? And I know we've laughed at the international football thing, but the, the England's first goal against Bulgaria, they tried the short. The blank looks around the room says no. They tried the short <laughs> exactly goal. Played. They tried the short goal kick thing, Bulgaria, yeah. and they, they they do it. They're doing it just to do it. And the goalkeeper basically tries to play a pass to the left back and misses him by two meters. And it, what is what we consider a simple pass, but it's not. It, yeah. it's, it's an underrated quality. And Adrian is not amazing, but he's. Fine. But again, his distribution has been pretty good yeah. as well. It has been pretty good. Obviously, you, you're tempering that with 
Allison is Allison, the no. best goalkeeper in the world. And then you've got Edison, who you're watching week in, week out, who's the same, fantastic. There's not many goalkeepers who can do that. We knew that. We knew Simon Mignolet was a good shot stopper. He's a good Premier League level goalkeeper. Yeah. He's not good enough for Liverpool in that system. Yeah. So for the fact that he's come in, had to learn a new system, I think he stayed um, away from international duties and all that, to learn, to stay with the team and and, and get drilled on the, on, in, in, the, in the classroom because you've got to know exactly where your players are going to be, what you need to do in this situation. Because Virgil van Dijk's going to roar at you if you do something wrong. We've seen it when Virgil came, he had it under control and, and he, Adrian came out and just yeah. and kicked it straight to the other player. You've got to get them little things out. But the fact that, look, he's been here for so little time and thrust into the action, the fact that he's been able to put in this level of performance is fantastic. And he's made important saves yeah, as well. Sure. Like the Super Cup, he makes a, an absolutely brilliant full set, you know, clo close range in the, in, in toward the back end of that game that, that effectively, you know, sets up the, sets us up. He's made important saves, he's made claims, he's dominated his box. He's not been perfect, Dan, but he's... And I, all of those things, it's not like... Because that was carry, always Carrius's issue, is that he suited our general style of play. He was quite good with his feet. So he was fine his distribution. He didn't unsettle what we were trying to do compared to Mignolet. But he didn't have enough moments for your, for your, for your lay person to hang the hat on and go, oh, I can see that he has got... Your basic level of understanding what a goalkeeper is, he should yeah. save the ball. And Adrian's done tons of that. So, you know, he and, and, and again, it comes back to this thing. I think being a bit of a character, I think we're more forgiving of characters as goalkeepers mm. because when, you make, when you've got no personality and you make a mistake... You're just shit. Whereas if you're a bit mad and you make mistakes, <laughs> it's okay because he's a he's a bit mad, isn't he? You know what I mean? I mean, you just got to look back at our previous goalkeepers that we all love. Rainer, he was a character. He yeah. had he had Bruce Grabelard. Yeah, Grabelard, the crazy South African. He's just we we love crazy goalkeepers, even despite the fact that sometimes they make our asses go fifty p twenty p. We 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 love that. It's true. <laughs> Not the, well, <laughs> we love characters, don't we? And I think in goal, I say in goalkeepers, you've got to be a bit crazy. And I think Adrian fits the bill. I think Klopp doing the Adrian, Adrian, like Rocky. The worst part Rocky. is though. The worst part about him is I constantly get him mixed up with Alison and Adrian. For some reason I can't get it ah, through my head. It's the it's the, it's the it's the one letter. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm selfish of them. I know, yeah, well, absolute pricks. It's another example. There've been multiple examples of the people I put heavy trust in in my business saying very, very simplistic things <laughs> that they get wrong on a daily basis. Um, but now let's move into the league. Um, uh, play four, one four, top of the league. We haven't lost the league game since January. Um, we haven't even drawn one since the Ev in March. Thirteen wins on a bounce. Yeah. Paul, I remember you saying a long time ago we need to start breaking records as a Liverpool side and since then consistently all we've done is break records and it's 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 they're getting better and better and better. One of our central defenders didn't get dribbled past for the whole season. <laughs> Are you messing? Yeah. And now it's a massive talking point when he does and it and, and it's it's going, we haven't lost it at Anfield for however long. Andy Robertson hasn't lost a game at Anfield. Sadio Mane, I don't know if he's lost a game for a while at Anfield. You're looking at all this and you're going what? How are we managing this? Every time a new stack gets put out, and you're like, 
wow, this is ridiculous. Klopp's got the um, first of 300 points in all the least amount of games as well. I think it's like yeah, yeah, the fastest, fastest Liverpool manager to 300 points. Yeah, 146 games, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. It, it consistently, we're building and building and building. It's fantastic. And I, I like some of the talking points again. I actually hadn't, I'd forgotten this was one and it's mad because it, it's only been like a week and a half since it was, or two weeks since it was a talking point. But let, the, the defence thing, let's pick up on this because we, we took, well, because I think there's a few talking points around it. Um, Liverpool's defence being weak and this high line that we were playing that was apparently going to cause us loads and loads of problems. Um, I, I, my, my theory on this, Dan, is that we were, we're trying to get better as a possession side. But look at the teams that we played so far, so far this season. Man City, we played... I mean, Norwich came and gave it a go. So Norwich didn't come and defend. Norwich came to take the game to us. Played Chelsea, Southampton again, another good possession-based side that gets that gets in your face. Arsenal, and albeit they changed the style of it, but still a side that wants to wants to try and attack and score goals. Yeah, it wasn't until we got to Burnley that we come up against a team that were like, no, 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 attack, attack. Are you insane? Mm. No, I'm gonna we're gonna sit in, we're gonna frustrate and cause problems. And yet Burnley, that Burnley game was the first time we really truly comfortably dominated Burnley, and I think I. You know, it's not. This is why is because Liverpool are, are now so much better as a, as a side who are tasked with winning football matches than we've we, we've ever been. Yeah, especially with the the, the inclusion of the, the bringing in the high line. It's just it, it takes it takes time to bed that in with the players, get that sorted out, and of course, so the, there is going to be that bedding in period. But uh, I, you trust the players to like get on it quick. I mean, it's. Uh, Oh, fuck, I forgot what the point I was going to make. Well, yeah, there's a percentage of sides that we're going to face, Ross, who are, the vast majority of teams we're going to face this, face this season are going to think, don't fancy this today. And, and they're going to trust that their best chance of getting anything out of the game is to defend for their lives, keep a, keep a clean, maybe nick one from a set piece. Because that's 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 that is the best way the best way to do things. We're just on the balance of things. We've actually it hasn't fallen that way in the first clutch of games of the season, but. I, I, my feeling is we'll see. We'll see again this decision to just push everything up a little bit, a little bit higher up the pitch. It's it's a it's a it's a tactical shift to just crush teams to death. Yeah, I think it's all done on analysis, like you mentioned before. I think everyone always says, you know, what's the best Liverpool team? I don't think we've got one. I think it depends on on who you play. Most like the tactical stuff of going these Burnley tides that we come up against, we couldn't break them down. We've learned from those past games. Go actually, you know, we know how to beat these teams now. We'll happily keep possession as an opposing team. I don't know what you're supposed to do because, like you said, there, like we'll go out and attack. Well, we're just going to get fucking bummed. Yeah. You know, if you sit back and and defend, well, it's just going to keep keep going. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it's just going to keep coming, isn't it? It's wave after wave of, of attack. I think that's something we've got much better at. And the high line stuff. I think you're right. It's it's built on trust, and you know, it's different this season with VAR coming in. That's like to our advantage because we trust each other so much to stay in line mm-hmm. and let people. Okay, I think City made runs from deep in the Community Shield, which kind of punished us. I don't know why more teams haven't done that, but you know, well, the more teams haven't got the Man City's no, level of ability. No, exactly. Yeah. They don't have Kevin De Bruyne Sorry. and David Silva playing the passes, yeah. and they don't have Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, uh, and well, obviously Leroy Sané. You know, but you know, be, get, with the pace getting in, getting in but, behind. But then we've got the defence. I think people questioned. You know, Gomez starting certain games because he's got the pace to, to make those runs back. You know, another record, Virgil van Dijk, one of the fastest people in the Champions League last year. Oh, he was the fastest people, uh, person, sorry. 
you know, we're fine with whatever we do. We can play high line, and the defenders have adapted to that. Yeah. And we've got the runners in midfield, as much as people don't like the headers in all, you know, the Brexit midfield. The amount of work that they do to, well, can, to run back and track back and support anyone people heard is any incredible. complaints about a midfield that had, you know, Ryan Alderman, Henderson? Exactly. And now I know for B. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, made himself a mainstay, which I think is, is, is a step in the right direction. But no one's asked anymore. No one bats an eyelid if you because we're picking two from three from Milner, Wayne, Alden, Henderson every game in that midfield now, and no one's asked no. because they're all class. Uh, just touching back on the on the defensive side of things, and and we we played so much football, we didn't have time. I remember everyone was talking about it. Like we've got a day's rest where he can go on holiday, and then we're back into gearing up for another game of football. So we didn't have time to sit on the training pitch and practice routines, and it showed on the pitch. It did we were shaky at the back? We were, but then in between Southampton and Arsenal, we got our break, and we were like, okay, this Arsenal game's the test, and we just went. There we go. Look what a bit of time on the training pitch where everyone can analyse. I'm talking about first half and second half. Instead, we just went, what's been going wrong in all these games? Oh, we've been letting this through. Why have we been doing that? Fix it. Um, it we see Arsenal, the... Arsenal should have been the team, one, of the, one of the teams to, to, to cause us problems yeah. with, with that thing, but you're right, a little bit of work. We... We crushed the life out of Arsenal, particularly that first half. Yeah. Like that was just because we we attacked the cop end first half that game because I think they would they won the toss or, or whatever they chose to kick that way, and and it's and I, it's so it's so fresh in my mind. Arsenal just couldn't get out. Yeah. You, they just could. Dan, Danny Ceballos, who was meant to be their number ten, this all oh, of this incredible number ten we've got. Everyone was raving about him from the week before. He was getting dispossessed in 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 past the line of his own eighteen yard box. You know, in, in the corner flag, basically getting 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 harried, lo- losing the ball because we did we did that to them because we we were so good. Arsenal's an interesting one because that's the first time that they've ever played a diamond, and that shows what teams are trying to do. Thinking, well, they see how we play. Let's try something different. 
and it just completely punished them. And I've, I, but even at half time, I've had 45 minutes of letting Trent and Robin have the ball yeah. as much as they want in 50 yards of space. They didn't change it, they carried, carried on. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal's game plan, they looked at that and went, right. We will tr- we will let Liverpool cross the ball in and just trust our centre halves to win the headers. That's basically that 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 was what their game. And to be fair, the game plan was largely solid until yeah, yeah. until until it gets undone. By is it the corner we we we, we, yes, we, we score from for the from the first goal? So we you know and that that's the thing about us is that we, we scored the most goals from set pieces of any team in the in the, certainly from corners last last season. We've got that in our armory as well. We we're now the complete outfit because. You look at like Roy Hodgson's sides. It was one thing we were the one thing we were good at when Roy Hodgson was Liverpool managers. We were really good. At, we were much better at set pieces. and really good. We, we, we were we were better than we'd been because it's it's the short blanket syndrome. If you've got a limited time on the training field and you're constantly having churn in your squad, you've got you could only work on so many things. So you can work on styles of attack and play, or you can work on defensive positioning, or you can work on or you can pour time into X, Y, and Z, and and bang average managers. Work on defensive shape, and they pour loads of time into set pieces. The Tony Pulises, the the, the Roy Hodgins, etc., etc., and they have to just let their attacking players kind of fig, figure it out. We've got all of that going for us now. So if you sit in, you sit deep, you say, okay, we'll just you know we'll, we'll trust that Roberto Firmino's not going to dominate aerially. Well, Trent will just take a boss corner, and one of our big centre halves will just come on banging in yeah. instead, and that's the that's the difference. But let's 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 continue with the defensive stuff, though, Tom, because you know we started Joe Gomez, and I, for me, I was a bit surprised that, that we'd done that to be perfectly honest, because I, I felt a little bit sly on John Matter because yeah. I thought he was exceptional last season. Gomez didn't really take his opportunity, I don't think. I think obviously he's trying to get back into match match sharpness. You know, he missed the back end of last season. Didn't really regain his place after he got the leg break against against Burnley. Um, he, I think he was put in there for his pace. Yeah. I think, and I think I think that made sense. But Joel Matip has come in and he he's just picked up exactly where he left off. Yeah, I mean it, it's one of them. You've seen the progression of Joel Matip throughout the throughout his Liverpool career, and you've seen him just get stronger in the air, more physical, putting himself about, and he's always had the passing. That's the one thing that he's fantastic at. He loves look, he loves striding out and all that. But it's the balls that that. that they're really hard balls to play. You watch it from from the TV or whatever, and you're like, okay, I can see that pass. If you're down there on the pitch level, that is such a hard thing to do, and he does it consistently. And with Joe Gomez, it, it was strange because obviously he played quite a bit of the preseason. I think he played most of them uh, mm-hmm. when he, when he started coming back in. And I was thinking, okay, good. But then you saw our defensive issues where. Not down to him. I don't think. I don't think you can be that harsh because you look. It's a whole unit working as one. But there were times when you'd be like, "Why are you not? Why are you not covering?" Last season, you were there. You were snuffing that out straight away. And there was a, there was a few ones where you're like, hmm. "There was just a couple of composure things." I think particularly that Man yeah. City game. And that's no fault of his because City are, are, have got tons of pace, exactly. very well drilled. They know how to get in your face and cause you problems. And they're just a couple of sloppy passes. Now the thing is. Or particularly in the Super Cup, everyone was guilty of that. Matip was guilty of that. Van Dijk was guilty of that. Gomez was right back in that game was guilty was, was guilty of that as well. Um, but on the encouraging note, Ross, it, it, it's just a massive thing. I mean, bagging his goal last week as well is one thing. The biggest criticism we had of John Matip was he was too passive. Yeah. I think he, he he kind of Van Dijk's dead cool. And I think Matip one is a bit similar in that regard. He lets things develop. He doesn't dive in, but there's a there's a 
there's a very fine balance between being a guy who lets things develop until the point where you have to strike and, he, and you let things get away from you because you've you've not been proactive in, in, in defence. And I think he has been a bit meek at times. I mean, it's led to some of the best out of context, dramatic memes yeah. and clips, whatever. But he's get dead angry now. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, I think his physicality is the one that that was his criticism for me. Who, whether it's in the air or on the ground, you're thinking he's a bit flaky. He's just you don't trust him, do you? I think you know Lawrence obviously pushed him to to raise his game and stuff like that. But the elements of his game where he wasn't good at, he's improved on them. Consistency is probably the big one for me. I think now, like the past few weeks, I've only just stopped thinking, stopped doubting him. Yeah. I'm thinking you're going to get injured, your form's going to go at some point. But it's been four or five months of of Joel Matic playing at, playing at his peak. The and... last injury he had for us was a broken collarbone. Yeah, and he got that going up for it with a header in the last, last minute, minute yeah. of the Napoli game, yeah. which which is one of them where we needed nothing but concentration and and, yeah. and and being physical and tough. But I think that also plays into the doubts that we had in, in pre-season of not signing players, thinking Joe Gomez is injured quite a lot, Matic is injured quite a lot, and. You know, he will have been analysed by the by the team as well. I'm thinking, you know, he's fine. They trust him. We just don't get that information, so yeah. we only see it for face value of thinking, oh shit, he might get injured again. But he's he's been been super for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've also got UEFA Defender and Player of the Year Virgil Van Dijk there, Dan. Who um, shouldn't be underestimated. <laughs> um, yeah, the, and you know, in addition to that, obviously we've seen Allison picked up best goalkeeper. We, we, we've got, we are for the first time. Liverpool have had when we've had really good Liverpool sides. It we've had like Suarez was the best player in thirteen fourteen, and we had good players around that. But they were either kids or you know you got Gerrard in the twilight of his career. Go back away till nine. It was it was we had a, a phenomenal side, but the Torres Gerrard axis was the thing that drew all the all the plaudits. You go back to two thousand one. It's Michael Owen, you know, etc. etc. We've got seven players on the shortlist for the FIFA Pro World Eleven this year. Like that's because we have got that. That shows you just how good the quality is spread out throughout the side. It it just it just shows the credit of uh, Klopp, his coaching, Michael Edwards, the recruitment policy. It, we know what kind of players we have to get now. With the in-depth analysis that I can only dream of seeing for the criteria of what makes a good Liverpool player and what who we're going to go for, it's absolutely outstanding. And the fact that uh, everyone was slagging us off for uh, the price tag of Van Dijk when we first got him, we were the laughing stock. And he was laughing now, he's, he's, he's the best defender in Europe. And yeah. We've got him. And it's, mm. it, what, what's great as well, it's not even up for debate. No. Like, you know how we've had good players and we think they're good. And like, it's, let's, use, let's use Jordan Henderson as an example of this. Like, if you, if, you, if, you, if you see what's good about Jordan Henderson, you've always seen what's good about Jordan Henderson, but there'll always be people, even in the old families, who don't agree. What I love is that we've now got a collection of players who it's just accepted across Europe. Like, you can have a debate between Alisson and Edison, and maybe you want to throw in, maybe some people still want to throw Noyan in, or you want to throw Oblak in, or you know, all these players. But you, you're splitting hairs to say who's the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. It, he's up there. Yeah. Van Dijk, he, he, he's right up there. Andy Robertson, he's right up there. Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's right up there. Salah, Mane, We're the Firmino. gold standard, Paul. Yeah. That's what we are. People are comparing their players to ours, going, oh, well, he's really good. He's like Van Dijk. And it's like, well, he's like Van Dijk. He's not as good. Like all that Maguire stuff going on. And, and, and there's always comparisons with our players. We're always talked about because they are the best players in Europe. If you're looking around the world at, at, at performances and stuff, like... Van Dijk was sat next to Messi and Ronaldo and beat them. Yeah. And I know they're coming to, towards the end of the career, and that's fine. 
But what other player does that? Yeah. No one else does that. And it's all consistent performances as well. It's not having a good game here and there. It's consistently playing to the, a, an elite level. And you're watching players like Sadio Mane, who aren't even rated as maybe not the, the best player on that team. He is so, so good at football. It's unreal. Like, you're watching him play, and you're like, you take the game by the scruff of the neck more than any other player that I ever watch. And, and then you look, Robertson and Trent haven't been fantastic this season, but they've still got assists. They've still got, they still produce chances. And that's the thing is, on their bad day, they're still creating goals. Yeah. And not many players can do that. We've got global superstars now in our team, Ross. And we've not bought them. It's not like when PSG go out and buy Neymar, you know, because they want to sell a shit ton of shit and the promotion and all that kind of stuff. It's not like like Mario Balotelli. It's not people who are superstars for just you know when you're baffled as to why they have got that level of that level of reputation. They've become superstars on our watch. We've made them into that. And that you know when when Virgil Van Dijk has got his face plastered on the side of a building outside Lambsheet. You know you, you this is the thing. These are now the biggest athletes for Nike and Adidas, which matters. You know, it matters. These are the global superstars of the game. These are the players that make you. Like, when the new FIFA comes out, like, I, look, I, I'm good at the Liverpool license, aren't licensed on Pro Evo anymore because I like that, but there's a value to being on FIFA. You know, Liverpool are going to be the team. People are going to... You only ever go Barcelona or Real Madrid, you know, or Man City or, or whatever. You only ever, only ever choose... Liverpool are going to be one of that, those teams because when you've got these global superstars, it's automatically accepted. They get the best ratings. They get books made about them and they get, you know, boots named after them. And they get all this stuff. We've got that for the first time in, in a very long time. And that's just another long line of positives to take from this Liverpool side. I think when you've seen, you know, pundits, opposition fans are recognising that or going, actually... They are dead good players. You know, you can have a, a, a reasonable debate with an opposition fan and go, actually, you know, you are dead good. And that gives me confidence as, as a fan to think, because that, that, that fear of doubt before going, actually, not things will go wrong, but are we that good? And people going, actually, no. And when people talk about the title race, you know, we're four games in, people going, well, Liverpool might do it this season. And you're thinking, good, people being, are, are recognising how good we are. It's a daft little thing, but like you go in, I was in the book section in, in Tesco's this, this week with the, with the kids. And in the kids' section, there's these books, like it's like superstars or something. And there's like there's a Ronaldo one and there's a Messi one and last season there was a Salah one and now there's a Mane one and it, you know and it, they're, they're the things that people someone would someone would make a Sadio Mane book and in a series of the world's best players and people obviously will go out and buy it because there's interest in and people care enough people his his reputation is so high that there's there's a market for this kind of stuff outside of it just you just servicing. Service and Liverpool fans, it's, it sounds like a daft thing, but it's... Boss. It, it, it's funny, I remember we talked about who do we have in our spine, and we didn't have a world-class spine. It's not even that we have a world-class spine anymore. We have a world-class, like, branches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's mad. Everyone in that team we've is We've got world-class roots, yeah. is what we've got with the back five, yeah. and then you've got the, the things that spread out from there are, are incredible And, and well. the squad stuff that was getting spoken about so much... You're seeing now, and that's why I hate the transfer window and the pre-season can't really tell you everything. Everyone's going, oh, we've not done this and this and this. And I'm like, wait, wait till you see what they can do on the pitch. There's players that can play in different positions. There's players that can do this and that and that. And look, it might all fall apart straight after we film this and blah, 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 and we'll lose every game since then. Probably not. But, no. you know, probably not. Probably, we're, we're probably going to win the league. But what? I'm not even afraid to say that. Yeah, and yeah. it can get clipped up if we don't, that's fine. But I fully believe in this side. A lot of people are going, the season predictors, and like, I don't want to put Liverpool winning the league because 
Frankly, they're scared of saying it. That's why, yeah. Ross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because they, they don't want to say it because of the fear of, of getting laughed at and stuff. It doesn't matter anymore. We are good enough like, to believe in the yeah, team. Exactly. And they shouldn't... Yeah. You know what it is? But it's not that Liverpool are guaranteed to win the league, because they're not, because no one is. No. But uh, it would be... It would now be shocking if they weren't in the, in the title conversation. Yeah. That, that's 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 where they've got themselves to. Um, the last big talking point uh, of this of this spell before we kind of move on to a couple of other things, the Mane Salah spat at Burnley Ross. Um, I I missed this at the time, and obviously went back. I had to go back and watch it. And obviously, it was the big talk. It was like the big thing everyone wants to talk about. It kind of took a little bit of the attention away from what a good win it was at Burnley. I love it. I genuinely love it. Now it. We obviously are, we did the book last year, looking at the, the reactions of people throughout 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 the season, and the either Mane being selfish or Salah being selfish was a was a discussion point last year as well. The thing I why I love it is because everyone's pissing themselves laughing. Mane's dead angry, and like Klopp's laughing his head off. For me, you know, who's pulling funny faces. Milner took the piss on Instagram. Milner's taking the piss on Instagram. Lallana sat there laughing. It, it shows that. Because there's one thing about Sadio Mane that you could say is maybe lacking. It's confidence at the times. And I don't think he... Sometimes I don't think he behaves like a player who's as good as he is, whereas Salah does. And I think that, that it shows me that you know he's hungry, he's desperate for it, and he's right to be pissed off. Because well, Salah should just bloody square it to him and let him score. Now, it's a problem if they don't... If it becomes two individuals playing for themselves... But that's the what it shows to me that Mane gives a fuck, and I think at times Mane is a little bit too playful and a little bit too daft and laughs a little bit too much. I think it's an encouraging sign. I'm, I'm saying exactly the same as you. I um, I love the fact that Mo Salah took the shot as well. The fact that he's desperate to score as well. Mm-hmm. I said I made a comment on the new show last week while we're away. Said the biggest problem that we've got at the minute is the fact that our striker's pissed off that he hasn't scored another goal when we're already three 0 up. Yeah. We're already top of the league. Yeah. That shows how far we've come as a yeah. team because oh, there's fucking worse problems in the world, isn't no. there? Yeah. Good on him. Be, be pissed off. Be angry. And I'm, I'm sure he's like that behind closed doors. Again, we we just don't see that. But for him to show it, and I think you know we, we joke about it, people laughing it off. I think that's the best way to handle it because if someone made the wrong face in that, at that point, it gets blown up even further. And it's not even a story anymore, is it? Because it won't be because you just score against Newcastle probably and, and it'll it, be fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at it so far this season. So Salah's played six, scored three with two assists. Mane's played five, scored four, one assist. Firmino played six, scored two, three assists. Things are taken over quite nicely so far, really. But that's the thing of how far we've come. You know, we had like Aspas, Balotelli, and Ricky Lambert who couldn't create one chance in a game. He's creating, you know, 10, 13 chances in one game. We're going to score goals. Bobby Firmino's nearly scored the best goal of the season like four times. (laughs) He keeps having overhead kicks and and the confidence that must be flowing through this team. I think think you're right. He looks so lean this season so you know we've always joked that Bobby Firmino always seems to come back with a bit of a, a bit of a, a tummy mm. doesn't he you know what I mean like he has a bit a bit too much fun in the summer as looking again watching back the Burnley thing he just looks sinewy he looks faster he looks just and he, he's been that's the best Bobby Firmino I mean look the goal returns not not as good as the, as the other lads so far but he's got the best assist return of the, of the lads so far he that's the best Bobby Firmino I've seen in probably about half a season because I think he he laboured at times last that year. Copper America taking to another level as well. That means like much more to those people, yeah. you know, that they're playing for the country and winning trophies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's mad if you look. If you look, I mean, Salah's played six, Firmino's played six, Manu's played five. That's five goals they've all created, and yeah. you know what I mean. That's fifteen goals from our front three 
in what six? What one, two, three, four, five? Maths. Well, it's seven. It doesn't matter, but you know what I mean. <laughs> we're in games, we're creating so much stuff, and yeah. that's only the front three. Then you've got Jordan Henderson assisting coming up from behind. Then you've got just the the the, the balls from the the fullbacks. Everything, as you say, is taking over. It's all boss. Yes. Now that we can see it, don't, now that we say, can see it on the pitch, and you can see them enacting it. Trent, Matip and Van Dijk have all got goals this season as well. There you go, yeah. Trent, well, Trent, yeah. Whatever. But yeah, sure it adds that. to that, doesn't it? If you don't, you don't mind, just rely on your front three, even if you're creating score chances every game, yeah. you've got people behind you doing it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, top of the league, it's, it's, it's an interesting one because I think it's funny that Man City have conceded uh, the same amount but scored more and obviously are two points behind us in the league, which is, which is brilliant. Um, it's the gaps to everyone else that I think are the most encouraging thing, which tells you that it feels like this is, you know, a trend was set last season, and this is just a continuation of the trend that it's likely to be us in City. It's far too early. We we shouldn't. I always bang this drum, and yet here I am looking at the league table. Shouldn't really take too much from the league table, but I I don't think it's telling of who's going to finish top or second. I think it's telling who's going to be the top two teams in the league. The fact that you know Man United. Are only on five points, so we're seven points ahead of Manchester United already so far. Chelsea, have a, 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 you know, and an our thing for our sheet here, I had to go down to eleventh just to include Chelsea in there who are on the same. Arsenal only back back there on seven points, etc., etc. Tottenham Hotspur, you know, there's a there's a gap there forming. I. At Man City, look, the Man City will go ahead of us at some point this yeah, season, will, yeah. and we might well rest back control at some point. But um, yeah, so, so so far so good. It's going to be now. exciting. Last season was exciting. Ultimately, it was horrible because we lost. But it was one of the best. It, we were pushing. Each team was pushing each other to such a high level that I've never seen before. I feel more prepared for it this season. Yeah. Like I wasn't. It felt like it, it was then or never. Yeah. You know, somehow and every it was so. Hyper analysing America, and I'm sure it'll get worse as the season progresses. But I don't know. Having gone through it once, Dan, I and and, and now that I have a greater trust in this side to be as good as they are, I, 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 maybe it is just me, but I feel loads more relaxed about the whole situation. This yeah, time with, with last season, it just seemed like that was that was our year, and everyone was putting their emphasis on that year because we've only ever had one year. Yeah, we've never had an elongated run. Yeah, so. With with last season, it was great. Like Tom said, it was shy because we lost, but on the whole, it was some of the best football I've ever seen. And this season, it's like you said before, it's it's, it's, it's as if we've not stopped. We've just kept on going, yeah. and we kept on the form. And the uh, it's 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 going to be great this season. Absolutely, I'm not like that before every game though. Like for the Norwich game, I was bricking it before that. I just like you know just win. But I think the back end of last season, where you're watching two teams for, for you know the rest of the remainder of the season I've started doing that already because before getting to the season and the, the pressure's on yeah. I shouldn't do yeah. but it's like no I, I, I like I'm not, not like watching the whole of City games but I'm looking out for their results going okay Sam okay we've got two points there and then we're going to that game you, you kind of work them all out I think the expectation now is City are going to win City are going to win every game yeah, yeah. And Liverpool are probably going to win every game as well. And, and then there's just going to be, every now and again, there's going to be an unpredictable twist or turn, a little shock. So like VAR, the, the, the Spurs. Man City did not deserve to not win that game. Man City played Tottenham Hotspur completely and utterly off the park that day. Battered them from pillar to post. Should have been 5-0. Should have absolutely cruised it. 
but somehow never. I, yeah, I, you know, and, and look, fair, fair play to you, Ross, because like I say, I'm sure there's tons of people who, who feel exactly the same way. But um, for me, it's like the weird comparison to it is the first time we did a deadline day show and it was like eight hours and I was fucking ruined and I had no voice left and I, and I, had to, I slept for the next day. And then the next time we did one, I went, out, I went out for a beer afterwards, the, the next one, because my body was more adapted to it. It knew how to handle those kind of situations. And it, that's what it kind of feels like. I, I, I was worried because I was so tired going into the season that the Liverpool players would feel the same, like they're going to be they're gonna be finished. Whereas I, I, the more I see us play, the more I feel like if there's any team likely to defy the expectations of like, you, and the, the common prevailing logic of will fall apart in the back end of the season, this is the side most likely. Yeah, I mean, if, I spoke about progression a little bit before, but we have so many tests. We've gone through all that, so we have. We've built up a thick skin. We've gone through to finals. We've lost finals. We've gone through all the way to 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 Champions League defeats and then Champions League victories and all these other different bits along the way. Going, oh, can we play against the Burnley side? They were gonna are gonna kick us pillar to post. Yes, we can. Can we play against the free flowing Man City side? Yes, we can. Can we do it against these teams that play low block? And we've learned how to do that. We've slowly slowly added more things to our game to the point now where i think this is the this is the, 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 the this is the season hopefully where you just go okay everything that that has that has happened before us gets shown on the pitch and look we might not win we might not and that's fine too but then that'll just be another step in progression for next season when we do go on and win it it's all taken I don't think this is the be all and end all anymore I'm not gutted if we don't win anything because I know we'll take that experience and learn from it it's amazing we've already won something so that's been vindicated that mentality has been vindicated because you can then go there you go now you can say Jordan Henderson's a good player when you couldn't before. Mm-hmm. You get lambasted. Now you've got, well, no, because he's a Champions League winning captain. And this player's done this, and this player's done this. And before it was like, well, what's that led to? And you're thinking, okay, I get that argument, that's fine. But now I can say, well, that's led to 97 points, and that's led to a Champions League final two years well, on the it's, bounce. Look at it, because it's funny, because even people go, well, the people still go, well, Jimmy Shorey won the Champions League. It's like, yeah, but look at look at all, we cleared out so many of the crap players. The crap players that won the Champions League just by being present. Were, were very, very, you know, were shipped out. You know, I mean, that's, it's unfair to label Smeaton amongst them, but that, you know, he, he moves on after that. Didier Mann was great and integral that, but he wasn't the levels that we, you know, we ended up getting Mascherano in, yeah. you know, for, for, for that job. We, we improved upon that, whereas we've won that. And Jürgen Klopp's gone, no, this side's great. He's he's added that, again, vindication for all the players within there. Um, on the on the individual players, then, Ross, you've been doing play ratings so far this season. Any 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 standout who, who's come out top so far? Uh, there was two. Fabinho was one of them. I think he's been instrumental. The one was Bobby, but I don't know if that's just biased because he's my favourite player. <laughs> <laughs> and he's tried to score those goals. But I think even when the, the Chelsea game, he got quite a high rating. He came on as a substitute and completely changed the game. And I think you, you mentioned the Leon game before. He's just a clue that makes everything work. He's been brilliant yeah. this season. The Fabinho stuff I think is really interesting though because I talked about this at last season and when people were saying like, particularly the transfer window, Dan, like he's not, Liverpool haven't improved, they haven't done X, Y and Z. Um, the, I, I, what I was kind of saying was, Man City has settled. Man City had their settled team, their best player. Everyone knew what Man City's best team was whereas Liverpool didn't bring in Fabinho really until mid-season. Mm. He wasn't truly... He was still in rotation with Jordan Henderson for that, and, and Gini Wijnaldum actually for that yeah. six until the, the, the real tail end of that season. So we now... 
this is where we've moved on. Fabinho has started the season as our first choice number six. He's 100% established. And it's actually no shock that he's top in player ratings because, again, he's now part of that the, the roots that we were talking about. He's embedded in that side. He's a rock in that first 11 now. It's, I find it strange. I, I'm not used to the way Klopp really does his training and whatnot because I'm used to, like, you buy someone in and you throw them straight in. Yeah. But with Klopp, it takes a very long time to bed them into that system and it's it's hard to show that patience for it. But in the long run, it just works time and time again. It It's absolutely incredible. And I, I was worried myself in the transfer window, oh, we've not strengthened, we've not got any backups or anything. But it's just clock going, I've got faith in them because they're still learning all the systems. I think the Fabinho thing was overlooked as well in the summer. I think I was probably guilty of it as well because exactly what you just said there. Because he was so good and the, the game's gone thick and fast, you forget about the start of last season, yeah. thinking, oh, no, he wasn't there. And you think, well, he, he is now. And it will really get better because I don't think Naby Carrick's really settled in well. Chamberlain's had a, a year out as well, and you think you, you don't know what you're going to get out of them. But, you know, everyone's like, oh, no, new signings, you can't say that. They are. It's it's not the, it's not like new signings. It's squad improvement. Yeah, it's, it's that thing. We always forget this. Because I remember this time last year, everyone was criticising Liverpool for not being deadly. And people were saying, well, we were much better last season. People tag up, look at the end of last season and they presume that we were like that for the entire year. And that's the, they, they ignore the fact that you get better as the, se- as the season goes on. You're always better in the second half of seasons than you are in the first half of seasons because embed- you know, people being embedded, players getting up to speed, players getting up to match sharpness and fitness and all these kind of things. And we'll, we'll have it again a bit this season. You know, people, there's people forgetting, you know, well, Fabinho, yeah, of course he is. Of course Fabinho in the midfield. He's only really... New. This is his fir- this is his first full season as a Liverpool player, and it's not because he was here this time last year, yeah. but it's his first season as an established first team Liverpool player. So we are going to be better, and that's what it is. we've added a nine out of ten every week player to our first eleven effectively for the start of this season. And you're talking about Fabinho being in that position. It's only recently where Jordan Anderson played that further forward yeah. role. So you've added another. You've added a player with just superb tenacity yeah. up there pressing as well and I mean that link up with, with, with Salah is fantastic because I remember Chris was doing um, stats and tactics on how we create space and, and the way that happened is Trent to like overlap and blah 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 and then Salah drop off now we have another element to creating Salah space so you're creating space for one of the most deadly finishers in world football right now yeah. and you're, you're letting Jordan Henderson further on his game and, and, and play better like that you Watch it time and time again. So yeah, it was dead obvious to me in the Super Cup because I was in this co- the corner of the ground and when we were attacking, particularly toward the tail end of the match, Jordan Henderson just makes us drive and run down the right hand channel, and you've got no choice but to track him. So because because you, you know if they don't track him, you play the ball into him and Henderson's putting a cross in. So you track him, but if you track him, you leave Mo Salah. So okay, so maybe you drop someone else in uh, else in deep to help cover. So you've then got to watch Henderson. You watch Salah. Well, then you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, sort of 20, 25 yards from the, from the dead ball line, completely unmarked, with an ability to whip a crossing. And that's what you're, this is what, what's being added to that, the dimensions of play yeah. that we didn't, we didn't have last season that we weren't as versed in. And this is all, again, mentioning, we'll talk about moving ahead to this next spell of games coming ahead. Mentioned there briefly, Naby Keita. You know, I think he'd have been in there. I think we'd have, we'd have seen an even better Liverpool midfield. But we haven't been able to because of his injury problems. If, if and it's a big if, if he's able to to consistently stay fit, 
we're going to see another level from him as well. Um, let's look then ahead then to this next spell between now and the next international break. Newcastle at home, Saturday, the early, the early kickoff. Champions League kicks off away to Napoli. It's three. It's actually four, four away games on the bounce, which is this is going to be a really interesting sort of mini test. Mm. Napoli away, pardon me. Chelsea away in the league. MK Dons away in the League Cup and Sheffield United away in the Premier League before Salzburg and Leicester both at home, Champions League and Premier League. Um, it's not I mean the level of opponent there. You know, I think Chelsea are aren't quite the opponent they were this time last year, and we had them in this in a very similar spell around the Napoli game last time as well. That Napoli game. If we can prove, we need to improve from from last year. Yeah. Time because we were dog shit there away away last year. If you can. I think we'll get a good sense of where we're at, to be perfectly honest, if we can come out even just that little four, four yeah. away game. Well, it's another test that I'm welcoming because it's another test that I put to Jürgen Klopp and go, let's see what you can do there, mate. Can you do this? And if you can, then it's another one of these bridges gap that you go, OK, we can do it away from home. We, we know we can do it at Anfield. We've done it at Anfield consistently. We wanted Anfield to be a fortress and it is now. Away from home, you've got to go there. And yeah, I think Napoli's the big one because you've you've got to improve on how we played because it was it was dire. I think that was probably my worst game of the season. Mm -hmm. I know you can say about Red Star, but Napoli we couldn't string a pass together and we lost in, in that in that manner. We put our well. best team out against Napoli. Yeah. We had we had random we had Sturridge and Milana and stuff in the game against uh, against Red Star. That's what I mean. That, we that, that we We've been saying for years we don't we haven't been able to judge our second string players too well, Ross, because we've come up we had Chelsea in the League Cup last year. We keep coming up against top quality Premier League opposition in these early rounds of the domestic cups. And I think we've had to not that we've thrown them, I don't necessarily, but you can lose those games as well we have done. MK Dons is a is a, is a good opportunity for us to see how Jürgen Klopp's value in that competition and also how good if he does choose to rotate heavily, we'll get a clearer sense of how good that team actually is. Yeah, I was very happy when that draw came out. So disrespect to MK Dons, but you mentioned you know Chelsea. I think it was Leicester the year before and Wolves and any other competitions and stuff. And I don't think we threw the game at all. I think it was about managing the squad. Yeah, we didn't have a choice. We you know the Wolves away game that we all went to, going <laughs> just putting kids out or you know a second string team. It wasn't even a team. A sixteen-year-old and Fabinho at centre half in that yeah. game because we didn't have a choice because the games come thick and fast. And I think he has a tendency to kind of mix things up after the first international break and then going forward. I think it's a great opportunity for some of the youngsters to get in. And I think those fringe players that don't get the game time, you know, like if Shakiri's, you know, he's alive, thank God. Um, he's going to get a game time there, isn't he? But it, it all helps when you need those people to come in. You know, if you get an injury, well, at least you can say Shakiri's, for example, has had some game time. It might be MK Dons, but yeah. at least you kind of up to speed with what's going on. Yeah. And the drop off therefore becomes a little bit shorter. I think we get we've it's a it's an interesting spell and obviously fitness dependent for Dan for Cater, for Oxley Chamberlain, for for Jane Shakiri, potentially for Rian Brewster as well. We might we might get our first look at him this season in a, in, a, in a competitive game. The likes of James Milner's not be really, you know a couple of injury problems early on in the season. He's not probably he was probably one of our best players in pre-season. No. Not got the games quite just yet. Um, Gomez as well. You know there's a, there's a big opportunity for these lads to go and prove prove their hunger. And I think as I say we'll get a clear sense of genuinely where we're at because I would expect rotation at, at, at least some rotation in this spell. Yeah, I mean that for honest if I'm being honest for MK Dons I'd want to complete change I, I want to see these players and see how hungry they are to try and break into the first team to make other players sweat a little and push them even more and 
I think with someone like MK Dons, I think I think we're allowed to play a lot more kids and a lot more fringe players. But how fringe? I mean, obviously we'll, we'll cover this when we when we get to it. Do we think he'll go? How fringe do we think? How fringe would you be going? I think it'd be, it'd be a large change. I think the onus is on the Champions League and the Premier League. I don't think you can overcome it. I'm particularly not that arsed about the, the domestic cups. I don't think Jurgen is either. I think he wants to concentrate on those other ones. I don't think you, if you can put, I don't know, you front three on for half an hour, then go go and do it. Just just keep them up to speed. It's hard though because you don't have much time to go on the training pitch with most of these players. You're gonna to have to change your system because you don't have Bobby Firmino in there. You don't have the attacking threat of Sadio Mane. Maybe, but then maybe you do. Maybe Mane just goes, no, boss, I want to play. I, I think one. I think I think one of the. I don't think we. I don't think we're changing the front. The no, entire no. front three in these. I think, I think Rigi probably comes in. Rigi maybe comes I'd in. like to see Shakiri come in there, but then. You don't want to get. You don't want to lose this game as yeah. much as you want to rotate. You don't want to lose this game at all. And I'm but not there saying should be the quality in there to win that game. Even should, change it all. We should do, but then you. Where's Lovren? Lovren's got to play surely. If he he needs yeah. game time, so it's Lovren Gomez there, and then are you putting Larucci left? You're changing stuff up massively, and you can have a go at the team that comes out That's, if you lose. Well, it's fascinating because I think this is where we're going to get such a clear indication of. of we don't know how high we suspect. We say things like, I don't think Klopp cares about the domestic cup. No idea. He might have decided in the summer. I don't think we're gonna have the legs to to put it to mount a Premier League, Champions League run. So I'm gonna go and scoop up as many bits of silverware this season just to just to keep us ticking over. Because that that's that's my my take on it, is it my my feeling is I think we'll fall short this year because of the fitness thing, because off the back of of an intense season last season with our front three all going on international duty on the back of a World Cup year the year before. If it was me, I would be going. I'd have identified Super Cup, Club World Cup, Championship, and one of the league, probably the League Cup. Mm. And then if you, and then once you've won the League Cup, you just kind of see where you are. And have you got have you got enough then to to push on for one more, whether it's the FA Cup, the League, or the the Champions League? But. We we just don't know, and it's that's what's. But I'm excited because I think you, you're dead right. You know, Liverpool could start a team with a Rig, a Rigi, Brewster, Shakiri. It could be you know we could see Naby Keita starting these games. Yeah. Gomez is could, could be starting these games. It's not going to be the years gone by of absolute no marks. You know, Cameron Brannigan yeah. and. Pick a pick a generic fullback that we've had at the club o- over the years. It's still going to be a, probably a good team, and. If they're able to get through that, I think it, you know, it sets it could set us up quite nicely. But it's interesting, interesting nevertheless. Um, if you're watching or listening, let us know your thoughts on how Liverpool are going to progress into this next spell of the season, and of course, discussion points that we've covered uh, so far. Um, if you want more from us, more of these long-form debate discussion things, as I say, the final word, the Monday final word is going to be free to use on YouTube this season. The midweek, so for all the midweek games and the games that we've discussed here, Napoli coming up, uh, MK Dons as well, Salt Bay, the Champions League stuff, all that for those final words, these type of shows are going to be on the redmentv.com. There's the Reds News Roundup that goes on there, there's the Around the League podcast, stats and tactics from Chris Page, and a whole host of other things as well. So head over there to the redmentv.com, start your free month trial, get a real sense of what's going on there, see how you feel out all the content, loads of exclusive interviews and all that kind of stuff as well. But yeah, we are here for you to cover you with all the best Liverpool coverage this season and beyond. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Feeling really good about everything in the face of it being a shit international break. Um, gathered ourselves in Newcastle at the weekend. We'll have you covered for that as well. And that, thank you very much for watching, for listening and for subscribing. We'll see you all soon. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.